Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself, and you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, confidence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. One thing that I found that has been tremendously helpful in making sure that I have the best week possible and to eliminate the overwhelming chaos that tends to happen in our busy household is by doing the Sunday prep routine. Now, my Sunday prep routine consists of about eight to 11 things, depending on what is going on for the week, that are essential things that are going to help get me ready for the week and make sure that my week goes by smoothly. Now, if you want to get a hold of this and figure out what is she talking about with the Sunday prep routine, you want to go over to realhappymom.com slash Sunday, and there you'll find a way for you to enter your email so that I can send you my Sunday prep checklist. And in this checklist, I will outline each thing that you should do on Sunday to make sure that you have the best week ever. These things include getting your week prepared by planning things out, planning out your meals, getting your clothes ready, and so much more. I promise you it sounds like a lot, but it only takes about 30 minutes if you really do it right. So go over to realhappymom.com slash Sunday to get your Sunday prep checklist. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash Sunday. Hey there, I hope you are doing good. You are off to an awesome week. It is time for another episode. I am super pumped because today I'm talking to my friend, Lawan. She and I, we have connected via social media a long time ago. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, girl, I feel like your kid's auntie because I'm always watching and trying to check out what they're up to. So I love Lawan and I love that I'm able to have her on the podcast today. Now, if you are not familiar with Lawan and what she does, Lawan is a productivity and success strategist that helps moms to master their mindset and their time so that they can make money moves. She is the creator and the host of More Than a Mother podcast, where she empowers moms to own their identity outside of motherhood. Now, Lawan equips her clients with tools needed to strengthen their sense of self and reclaim their power so that they can find freedom to do more of the things that they love and enjoy. The one believes love is the greatest gift of all, and she strives to do everything in love. And you will see that today in this week's episode, because she is going to be talking to us about what it means to have priorities. And she says it's all in love, but I tell you, it is going to be the kick in the pants that you need to find out how to determine what your priorities are, what you need to focus on versus what you can work on later. Plus the one identifies the biggest time waster for us as moms, how we can focus and make time for ourselves and make ourselves a priority. Because let's be honest, moms, we're not always a priority on our own to-do list. And then lastly, she shares what self-care really looks like. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. So let's go ahead and jump on in to episode number 102. 
So today I have a really awesome guest on and I'm super pumped to have you here. So welcome to the podcast, Lawan. Thank you, Tony. And I am so glad to be here today. Yes, I am. I have been looking forward to this all week, I must say, because I have been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while. I know this sounds silly, but I wanted you on the podcast for a while and then I want to be on your podcast. So finally, my dreams have come true. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's the same way because I was... I was the same way looking at your podcast. I'm like, oh, I need to get you on my show. And then you guys reached out. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So I guess both of our dreams came true. We were both watching each other. (laughs) Yes, yes. So if ladies are listening to us right now and they're like, why is she so hyped up about LaJuan? I just wanted you to share a little bit more about you and what you do so that everyone can see why I love you so much. Hello, everyone. So my name is LaJuan Moses, and I am a wife and a mom, and I work full-time. I run a business and a podcast. So I am a productivity and success strategist, and I help my clients to master their mindset, own their time so that they can make money moves. I am also the creator and host of the More Than a Mother podcast, where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. So over at my podcast, we are all about redefining motherhood so that we can take back ownership over our lives. So yes, this is going to be a great conversation and I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. And I really wanted to bring you on because there's one topic in particular that I have not talked about, I feel like enough, and that is about priorities. And I feel like you bring a different perspective to that. So first, before we even get into that, I just wanted you to tell us what it actually means to have priorities. So to me, what it means to have priorities is that you have a, we all have long to-do list. And our to-do list can go on and on and on forever. And we can say, oh, there are certain things that I want to get to. There are certain things I want to do. And as we know, that can just go over from day to day to day. So to me, what it means to have priorities is that you start to look at your to-do list and everything that you have going on, and you're choosing out choosing what is most important to you. What are you going to focus on? What do you need to get done to perhaps advance in your goals, your dreams, something in your household, whatever it may be, in all of our, all areas of life, we have priorities. And it's just that we tend to, they tend to get lost in the hustle, bustle, shuffle of everything we have going on. But when we take the time to step back and see, okay, these are the things that are most important to me. This is what needs my immediate attention. These are things that I have to get done in order to move forward and go to the next level. So to me, that's what it means when you are pulling out priorities and to have priorities. Got it. And I love how you said, this is what's going to help me to move forward. (laughs) Because I think a lot of times we see our to-do list and we're overwhelmed with everything and trying to figure out what all we need to get done. And then we take care of things that aren't really that important. Or the other side of it too, Luan, is I see a lot of moms who think things are a priority in their life and it's really not. So it eats up all of their time. So I just wanted you to help us out with determining how we can figure out what are our priorities. Okay. So the first thing that I like to do is I do this activity and I talk about it. If you listen to my podcast or have heard me talk, I always talk about this plate. So we get a paper plate and on this paper plate, you're going to write down everything that you have going on. So this is our first step to me in determining our priorities, because as you just said, there are a lot of things that we do that we may that just take up our time. So they waste our time. They're capitalizing everything we have going on, but we're not really getting anything done. So when we get our plate and we write down 
all we have going on in all areas of our lives, we can start to see, okay, what do I have to do? So what's a non-negotiable? What things maybe I don't have to do? What is perhaps wasting my time or is busy work? And what is kind of flexible? So once we kind of know those things in all areas of our lives, then from there, we can start to kind of determine our priorities. Because if you don't know what you have going on, you can't really start to pick out your priorities. So that's, to me, that's one of the first steps in kind of determining what your priorities are, are listing out everything that you have going on. Because a lot of times I know with me, when I first started doing it, I had a lot of things that I was involved in, a lot of things that were keeping me busy, but they weren't really productive. They weren't really getting me anywhere. They weren't really moving me forward. They were just taking up my time. So once I saw that, I was able to start cutting back because that's another important part of determining your priorities is you have to be able to cut back in certain areas and see, okay, this is not important. I don't need to be doing X, Y, and Z because once you start to cut back in certain areas, you're freeing up your time so that you can focus on those priorities and those things that really need your attention so that you can start really have that forward progress and move forward. So to me, that's the first step in kind of starting to determine what a priority would look like. Yes, I am totally with you on that, on that list and trying to figure out where it all falls. But I just wanted you to kind of help us break this down even more because I know a lot of us will hear and be like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But let's, let's talk about the mom that has, you know, a ton of chores to do. Like she has laundry, she has to cook, she has to get the the kids school and everything together. Plus she has, you know, work and things like that. Now, if we're looking at our schedule and we're trying to figure out, okay, what can I cut back on that list that I just mentioned to you? What is something that we could at least start to see if we can cut that back? So some things, it may not be cutting back in the physical sense, because there are some things that we can't cut out of our lives, but in terms of cutting back, you can start to use your resources. So asking for help, that's another way to help you with these priorities, because you have certain dreams and goals as a person, and you're also a mother, and you have housework and things to get done, but you're only one person, you're not a superwoman, you're not a superhero, so you can't be everywhere at once. So, I mean, something easy in terms of being in the house, depending on the age of your kids, and I say even the youngest kid can help, like with picking up toys or handling responsibilities, sorting laundry, doing some dishes, helping you put things away. Those are ways that you can start to kind of cut back so that everything's not falling on you. And I always like to use an example with my kids because I was that mom, which is why I'm in this place I am now where I can talk about priorities, because I was that mom that was doing everything for everybody all the time. And I always kept saying, I need help. I'm, I was starting to feel miserable, like resenting things because everyone else seemed to have their time freed. And then it wasn't until having a conversation with my mother-in-law, she's like, okay, you really need to get these kids involved with everything that you have going on. And so I always tell moms now to kind of start when your kids are young, because what you find is as they get older, they can take on more and more chores, more and more responsibilities. So then therefore they're helping you to cut back what you have on your plate. Cause you can say, okay, this is your time to do the laundry. This is your time to do your dishes, things like that. So a lot of times when we say cut back, not everybody's in that position to say, okay, I can take this off my plate and take that off my plate, but it may be starting to delegate those tasks to other people because delegating is a way also for you to get your priorities in order and make time for the things that you want to do, make time for your priorities and things like that. 
Yes, yes. I I I am totally with you on all of that cuz my kids are little and I have a previous episode that just recently came out and let me tell you, after talking to Miss Ashley about getting her kids to do chores, I realized they're not doing enough. <laughs> I was like, I need to do better. So I am definitely with you on asking for help. Now, as far as being flexible, though, on certain tasks, what are some areas that you find that moms can be a little bit more flexible with when it comes to determining what is actually a priority that needs to get done right now versus what can wait till later? I always say, think about the immediate need, because if there isn't an immediate need, so to speak, then you may have some flexibility in that. So think about it if you're working and you have a deadline to meet. So if you're at work and you have a deadline to meet, you're going to drop everything that you have going on so that you can meet this deadline. It becomes a priority. So start to think about that in your own life. Okay, what requires my immediate attention right at this moment? What do I need to be doing at this moment? Because once you start to prioritize and see, okay, this is an immediate need for me. This needs to get done. So if you need your house clean, let's use that as an example. In order for my house to get clean, I'm going to have to do the dishes, the f- wash the floors, things of that nature. That's an immediate need. And the result that you want from that is that your house is going to be clean. So you're thinking about, okay, this is the immediate need and this is the result that I want. Then you can start to kind of start processing, okay, what is a priority for me? If you're okay with your house looking a mess, then that may not be a priority right now. Because let's face it, in mom life, it's always going to be a mess somewhere in our house. So you may be okay with selling, let me just wipe down the counter. So that may not be an immediate need for you. But say if you want to focus on your business or something like that, say you can say, I want to start a business. We can say that all day, every day. I want to start a business. But if we're not making any progress towards it, if we're not taking any steps, if we're not making it, putting it high on that priority, then the business is never going to get started. So to me, say, using the example of wanting to start a business, you can just say, okay, I want to start a business. Now I need to sit down and say, okay, what's the next step I need to take? This is going to be that immediate action item because then the result is by me starting a business, then I'm able to bring in some additional income may free up, have some financial freedom. And it's really about looking at that immediate need and then the result that you can get from that and see if that's something that you want to have right at that moment. Yes, yes. I am sitting over here taking notes. Yes, I am with you on all of that. Now, I was just thinking while you were talking about an immediate need. Now, I'm, I'm, it's starting to become more clear now. Okay. We have all these tasks and what really needs to get done right now. But what about those time waster tasks? Because I will tell you, it's so easy to feel like you're busy and I'm doing air quotes right now, feel like we're busy, but it's really things that aren't really moving us forward and aren't really important. So how can we identify some of those time wasters so that we don't end up wasting really precious, valuable time? Well, I will say personally, and I'm sure a lot of moms and people listening can relate that a big time waster is social media. That is a huge time waster. We can find ourselves lost in the scroll, seeing what's happening in other people's lives. And even that was me at one point in time, just scrolling social media, liking, commenting, doing all these things. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, I want to be doing this. Oh, I want to be doing that. And it's like, we're watching other people live their lives. And we're sitting on our dreams and goals, wishing that we had it, not realizing that the time that we're spending scrolling, we could be focusing on something for us 
And then we could get to that goal, which is kind of that just thing that we don't think about. We're like, oh, it's so nice that they can live their dreams. Oh, it's so nice that they can do this. Oh, it's so nice this person can do that. But it's like, okay, we can do it too if we stop scrolling social media. So, I mean, that is something so easy to get caught up in and being a time waster. And the way I handle that is one, I'm big on time blocking. So that's a good thing for me in terms of keeping track of my time because I used to be on social media all day, every day. I was one of those people too. So don't, there's no judgment here because even some days still, I can find myself getting lost in social media, but it's really about being intentional in your actions, intentional in your effort. Because if you get on social media to me without a plan, then you're going to get lost all day long. So now me personally, when I'm in social media, it's for a purpose. So throughout the day, it's networking, looking at things like that. I'll set a specific time where I'm going to go on and put a timer. Okay. For 15 or 20 minutes, I'm going to look and see what's going on. And then perhaps at night as a way to decompress, I'll get into that zone of just scrolling because I have nothing else going on. But one way for like the time wasting with social media is if you need to go in there, set a timer, have a plan so that you're not constantly scrolling. We all need to decompress, but you don't want to find yourself wasting hours. And I think that is good with anything that we're finding ourselves just kind of twiddling our thumbs is to kind of think about the intention behind it and be intentional in all of our actions and then work with a purpose. And then that way we're not just constantly wasting time. Yes, yes. Because I will tell you what, Lawan, I remember one day I was doing laundry and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Let me take a break. So I got my phone and I got on Instagram. I don't know how, but 30 minutes later, I was on Cardi B's page scrolling through her pictures. I'm like, what happened and how did I get here? <laughs> so it's yes. so easy to do. Yes, it is. But I know if I would have had that timer, I would have seen how quickly 10 minutes would have went by and I wouldn't have been there for 30 plus minutes looking at Cardi B and her pictures. But yes, <laughs> I am totally so with you on that. To do, especially with always being connected and always having that resource right in our hands. I mean, some things that we may have to do as people to stop wasting time is to turn off your notifications, leave your phone in another room. Because like me, if you're downstairs and your phone's upstairs, you're not going to just want to look at your phone. You're like, oh, I don't want to go upstairs and get my phone. So it may have to be either turning off notifications or leaving your phone in another room so that it's not there and so accessible to you. And then that may help you stay on track with your goals and whatever you're working towards that you're not wasting that time just mindlessly scrolling or whatever it is that you're doing. Yes, definitely. And you brought up something really good and you kind of glossed over it, but I'm going to go back because it was good. And you brought up time blocking. And in episode 96, I talked to Stephanie Gass and she talked all about time blocking, which was really, really good. But I just wanted to hear how you do it and what time blocking means for you in this particular area. So to me, time blocking goes with my, when I'm doing my priorities. So I like to choose three priorities to focus on each day. So I'll have like a major, perhaps intensive priority, say if I'm working towards getting something done, maybe a course or program, something like that. So I'll have that major priority and then perhaps two that don't take as much brain power to use because we all have limited brain cells, especially as moms that may be working, running businesses, things like that. So we don't want to do too much, too many things at one time. So to me, when I'm choosing these top three priorities, then I'm able to use the time blocking method to where I can say, okay, today I want to dedicate X amount of time to this one major priority. So that may get more of my time. 
but I'm able to set a timer and not get lost in that task so that I don't get other things done. So I incorporate the time blocking with my three major priority, my three priorities throughout the day. That way I am still making forward progress on different areas, but at the same time, not getting too boggled down and too caught up in any one task all day long. Yes, I am totally with you on those three tasks because I switched to the still planner for majority of the year. I think I used it. And that was the big thing. Like they have your top three tasks that you have to get done today. And when I tell you, when I see that and I'm like, oh, I have to get this done. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to go. And it's crazy how, if you just focus on those three things, you actually get a lot more done than trying to focus on, you know, the 50 things you have to do on your to-do list. So I love that you do that. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that because, like I said, people focus on the 50 things on the to-do list, thinking that we have to get it all done, not realizing that if you do break it down to three tasks a day, as you said, you're making those baby steps, you're touching different areas, you're making forward progress, and you're actually finding yourself finishing more things because you're not trying to multitask and pull your attention in different ways to work, to touch each thing that you have going on. So we feel like, some. I know when I first started, it's like, oh, I'm going to miss out. Oh, I'm not going to get X, Y, and Z done. But in reality, I found that, okay, the more I focused on three things a day, then the more things I was finishing, the more things I was completing so that I could move on to that next thing. Yes, yes. Now I wanted to just switch up to one last thing because I know that, as moms, a lot of times we feel like we don't have enough time for ourselves. And I feel like that is one priority that we say that we have that, yes, I, I'm, I'm making myself a priority or we really haven't and we want to do better about that. I just want to hear from you some of your ways that we can do better about making ourselves a priority and making time for ourselves to do the things that we actually enjoy doing. Well, I am big on self-care. So this started my whole business and things years ago where I just decided to make myself a priority because I was making everyone else a priority for so many years. So I really operate in that mindset of making myself a priority each and every day, thinking about what is going to make me feel good today? What should I do for myself today? And what does my self-care look like each day? Because to me, self-care is different for each and every person, but it's also in my life, it looks different each and every day, depending on how I feel. But it's re- you really have to make that conscious effort. And I keep saying being intentional because we can all have the greatest goals and plans, but if we're not intentional in making it happen, then we're going to miss out and it's not going to happen. So when you're saying that you're making yourself a priority, you really have to be intentional to say, okay, today I'm going to go walking and that's going to be my self-care for the day. I'm going to do something to replenish myself, to build up myself so that I can show up better in all areas of my life. And I think a lot of moms get caught up in that part of, I don't have time. Everyone needs something from me. I don't have the energy. But what we fail to realize is that when we're not filling our own tanks, how can we show up for our family, for our kids, for whatever other roles that we have going on. Because if we're running on empty, then empty is going to breed empty. So it's kind of flipping that thought process to realize that I have to be a full person. If I'm not a full person, how can I fill anyone else up? 
And that is the mindset that I really, that really helped me to really start to make myself a priority. Cause I was that person that I don't have time. I have to do X, Y, and Z. But then when you find out you're miserable, you're burnt out, and then everyone around you is miserable at the same time, you start to just kind of talk to yourself and have that mindset of, I need to do something to make me feel good because when I feel good, I'm going to give that positivity to my kids and to my family. And then it's that trickle down effect to where everyone starts to feel good in the household and it really just changes the environment. So it's just being intentional each day to figure out what you need to make you feel good. Absolutely. I am totally with you. And I will say, I just had this conversation recently about self-care because I feel like it's kind of lost its meaning. And I know you talked about it a little bit, but I just wanted to hear like, you know, what self-care really means. Like, yeah, you know, we hear about the doing the facials and the, the pedicures and things like that, but what is truly going to fill us up? Like, what are some of the things that you look for when you're like, because you said it changes from day to day. Like, okay, what do I need today to do? And how do you determine what those um, things are? So I am big now on listening to my body and how I'm feeling just with the different things I have going on. I, I do have multiple sclerosis, which was a recent diagnosis. So that has made me more in tune with my body. So I am big on, okay, how am I feeling today? If I am not feeling my best, then I may not be able to go for a walk. I may not be able to show up and do everything I had on my priority list. Self-care for that day may mean just laying in the bed and taking care of myself. And as you said, self-care kind of lost its meaning. I think it became like a trending topic, in my opinion. And everyone was thinking, oh, let's go get manicures, go to the spa, things like that. But that's not what, to me, self-care looks like. Now, to some people, it may, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to me, self-care is really, as I said, replenishing yourself. So what do you need to kind of center yourself? What do you need to get your mind right, to clear your thoughts, to give you that feel-good feeling on the inside? So to me, some days that's sitting by myself, having some quiet time. And as a mom, that is very uncommon, but it wasn't too often. Like if when I was commuting to work right now, I'm working from home, but I may, once I got off work, sit in my car for a little bit before I leave that parking lot, just to have that time to kind of center my thoughts and feel good and kind of get myself ready to go into my evening. So sometimes it's just those quiet moments. It's taking those walks. It's whatever you need to do as a person. So that on the inside, you're feeling like, okay, I am ready to conquer whatever I have going on at that moment but it's going to look different for each person. I know some people that have to go and be in groups of people. And to them, that's self-care. It fills them up. It energizes them. Where to me, that would drain me. So I'm like, okay, that's good. You can go ahead and do that. But to me, I'm the opposite. I need to sit by myself, perhaps read a book, go for a walk, have my favorite beverage. And I love having Starbucks coffee. That is like my ultimate Saturday (laughs) self-care. I will go to Starbucks and I'm like, I don't care how many calories this Frappuccino is. This is my (laughs) self-care for today. And to me, that makes me feel good some days. Yes, yes. And and I love how you put it. it. It all just depends on what we need to do to fill ourselves and replenish ourselves. So I love that you said that because honestly, I feel like it has gotten, like you said, kind of trendy. And lost its meaning, but I think now, um, <laughs> if you're listening, moms, I think now you know what self care really is all about after listening to Luan. So, thank you for giving us that clarity on that part. Now, Luan, I do want to ask you one a last question here, and I want to know if you have any motivational quote or words of encouragement for us, real happy moms, because you've given us a lot of great tips, but 
I just want to know if you have anything encouraging for us before we sign off. I I am full of encouragement. (laughs) So I just love quotes. I am a quote person. So the one that I always see everywhere is she believed she could, so she did. And I think that one to me was one that changed my life years ago when I started making myself a priority. So that one sticks with me all the time because you really have to have that belief because if you're not believing it, then it's not going to happen. So you can always think something is impossible and it's all about that mindset and switching those thoughts. But if you have that positive belief, as people say, you are what you think. So if you're thinking that, okay, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to reach my goals. When you believe it, then you do it. So that is my motivational quote. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, Luan, we have learned so much from you. And I know there's some moms that are thinking, oh, I want to get more of what she's got. So tell us where we can find you online and how we can connect with you. Yes. So you can find me online. My website is LuanMoses.com. Then I am also on Facebook and Instagram at Moses. You can connect with me on my podcast, More Than a Mother podcast, which is on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, et cetera. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at More Than a Mother podcast. And I would love to hang out with all of you. Yes, yes. And before you go, is there anything else that you wanted to mention or to let us know about um, that you know would be helpful for us moms um, in particular that you have as a product or service? Yes, so you can come and connect with me. I have a course that is called Balancing the Busy, and it's all about going from overwhelmed to organized so that you can manage family, business, and all the things. And inside that course, we're really breaking down what does work-life balance look like for you? And then we, I do a deep dive into setting priorities, establishing your boundaries, checking that mom guilt, and learning how to say no And all of that will help you go from overwhelmed to organized. And you can find that on my website as well. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes. So LaJuan, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I truly enjoyed you and I love having you on. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now that does it for this week's episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 102. There you'll find a blog post as well as links that were mentioned here in this episode, as well as some helpful links that LaJuan has provided for us to help make us better with our priorities. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, leave a rating and review. This lets me know that this podcast has been helpful and it is something that you want to hear more of. So if you're listening to our podcast, all you have to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom. There you'll be able to see an area that says rate and review. Go ahead and hit that five stars and then just leave a quick review on why you love this episode. If you do that, that will help me out so much and I'll be super, super grateful. And make sure you stay tuned for next week for another full episode where I will be talking to Catherine about some parenting. And let me tell you, this is something that was truly eye-opening for me. So I I can't even describe to you how much she just kind of opened my mind and lifted my eyes to see some better ways to parent our kids so that we can raise kids that are pretty awesome without having to use the authoritative method of parenting. So stay tuned for next week. Take care and with lots of love.